it says, Dabra b'nei Yisrael v'yikhuli truma. Moshe Rabbeinu was commanded by the Rabbeinu Shalom to speak to the B'nai Yisrael the Yikhuli Truma and to take from me Truma and all the Mepharshim Kulam Ke'achad they ask a Ha'ara an obvious Pasha on the Diktuk or on the choice of Lashon of the Pasuk the Lashon of Kicha the Lashon of the Yikhuli Truma is a little bit Shver, because the better choice of word would have been the Yitnu Li Truma. Speak to the Bnei Yisrael and present to me Truma. Truma is a matana. You say to somebody, present me, give me a matana. The Yikhuli Truma means speak to Bnei Yisrael and take from me Truma. That sounds to be not a Lashon that was used, the Paris matana. The Yikhu is a Lashon of take it against their will. And the Mepharshim deal with this, the Archaim HaKadosh and the Alshech, there's a Beis HaLevi on this. I just want to present a new pshat, perhaps, I didn't see it at least, to explain the Lashon of the Yikhu Lichuma. Mashul Ma'adavar a father gives a son an allowance every single week. I don't know, I don't know how much of an allowance. Let's say he gives him $20 a week allowance. And he gives it to him this morning, and then they're going on a trip somewhere together, and they stop off at a gas station to fill up the car, and the father is very thirsty. So the father goes into the store of the gas station with his son and he takes a Pepsi and he brings it to the counter and the guy rings it up, $1.50. Okay, reaches for his wallet. He forgot his wallet at home. Doesn't have his wallet. Nothing in, the, in his pockets, nothing in the car, no money, no credit cards. So all of a sudden he looks down at Yankala and he says, Yankala, so I don't have money, I'm thirsty. Can you please give me the, uh, the $20 and, uh, you know, so I could pay the man? So Yankala, if he was a mensch, would say, sure, Ty, here's the money. You just gave it to me about an hour ago. Here's the money. Let's say Yankala says to his father, no, it's my allowance. He gave it to me. It's mine. Tough luck. No backsies. Don't be an Indian giver. The father would say, listen, Yankala, you, you, you know, he says, if you want to give it to me like a mensch, then give it to me like a mensch. But if you don't want to give it to me, I'm going to take it from you. It's my money. I give you the ability to think that it's your money, it's an allowance, and it's yours, but at the end of the day, it's my money. You didn't do anything to deserve that money. I gave it to you. If you want to give it to me, you want to lend it to me, you want to have give me a dollar fifty from it, fine. But if not, I'm thirsty, give me the money. And I think that's sort of a muscle to what happens with the Rabbi Nishalam in this parasha and beyond. The Rabbi Nishalam is saying to Kali Yisrael, listen, says, you were chaytah with the ego, I'm going to do you a favor, or do me a favor, whatever 
way you want to look at it. But you're building for me a mishkan that there should be a mother l'shchina. It's going to work out nicely for everybody. You get the rabbinic shalom in your midst. I have a place that I can come and you could, be, you, could be, you could worship me there. Fine. If you want to give it to me, b'teres truma, you want to present it to me nicely, the money, the kesef, the zav, the tchelos, the argaman, wonderful. But if you don't, don't forget that I was the one that gave you the money. It's my money. I own the money. I gave it to you. The silver, the gold, whatever you have. The Pasuk says, The Rabbani Shalom says, All the money in the world is mine. You think that it's your money. We all think that the money that's in our wallet, the money that's in our bank account, all of our property, all of our chafetzim, it's ours. But it's such a fallacy. Because it's really all the Rabbani Shalom's. He lends it to us. He gives it to us. us an allowance. And he wants to see what we do with it. If we use it properly, fine. But if not, he's going to take it away from us. It should be a matana. But don't forget that if you have any reason in the world to not give it, to not be generous and give a truma to building the Besam Mikdash, to building the Mishkan, you should always remember that it's not really a matana. Don't get... Don't slap yourself on the back too hard as you're approaching the gizbar to give him the money because it's really essentially a kicha. Really, I'm just taking back money that's really mine. It's my allowance that I gave you. You want to spend it, you want to give it to me nicely, fine. But if you don't, then I'll take it from you. And you should know that whatever, even if you give it to Taras Matana, it's a kicha. But it's always a kicha. There's always a kicha that the Rabbi Yisrael gave it to you and you can take it back. And that's always the Muslim when we're giving tzedakah and we're doing mitzvahs. That liya kesev, liya zav, no mashem. You know, there's a beautiful story that's told about Remendola of Rimenov, one of the great Hasidish masters. In the town of Remendola and Rimenov, there was a Hasid by the name of Eliezer. Eliezer was like a very poor guy. He was a schlepper. He was. He carried things for a living for people. And he made a very small salary, obviously. And he had to marry off a daughter. And chasnas were not cheap back then either. He needed a thousand rubles to make the chasna and to pay for the dowry. And what happened was he didn't have the money, so he went, he worked up the guts to go to the richest man in town, multimillionaire, and he said to him, do me a taiva, I'm making a chasna for my daughter, would you lend me a thousand rubles? So this man said to him, listen, I don't like this, and by the way, I, I know people that do this all the time, wealthy people. They said, listen, I'm not a bank. You want to borrow money, I'm not in that business. If you're asking me for a, for a handout, I'll give you a handout, whatever it is, I'll give you ten dollars, fifty dollars, whatever. But if you don't come with this game that you're borrowing a thousand rubles, where are you going to repay the thousand rubles from? He says, you want money, I'll give you a little tzedakah, but though you're making it out like it's like, I, like you're going to really repay a thousand rubles. How, many shlep, how much can you schlep a day? How many decades would it take you to make a thousand rubles? You're not going to pay it back, so stop with a, with a nonsense. Stop with a charade. So he says, no, 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 I really intend to pay it back. I really want to borrow a thousand rubles. 
So he says, this is such a joke. But listen, if you want to really borrow a thousand rubles, get a rich Arev to go and lend and, and, and co-sign the loan. Somebody very wealthy that really, I know, has a thousand rubles, and he'll sign on the dotted line that in case you, Eliezer the Schlepper, will not be able to repay a thousand rubles, he'll pay back for you. If you could pull that off, then I will lend you the money. Otherwise, I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not in this game. So he says, okay, Eliezer says, fine, you write out the star with the Ariv, and I will, with, you know, with a line for an Ariv, and I'll find an Ariv. Okay, so he gives it to his, his lawyer, and his lawyer, you know, writes, drafts a, a document, an IOU, and there's a co-signer. Okay, and he gives it to Eliezer the Schlepper, Eliezer the Schlepper says, thank you. And he sets out to find an Ariv, to find the co-signer on this loan. And of course, who's going to co-sign a loan for Eliezer the Schlepper? It's, it's ridiculous, it's a crazy risk. So, Eliezer goes into the the base Medrash in Rimenov. And he opens up the Aram, which is something that big tzaddikim do. If you really, really, really need something from the Rabbeinu Shalom, what you do is, you, when no one's looking late at night, you open up the Aram and you stick your head in the Aram and you, you, there's a word for it. There's a, there's, there's it's, it's, you, you basically tear the, you, you tear your heart inside the Aram HaKadosh. This is not an, uh, an unprecedented event. People do this all the time, and the Rabbi Yisrael, it creates a tumult in Shemaim when a person really, really means it. And after he stuck his head in this Aaron and cried to find the cosigner, he had sort of like a jolt of perception, insight, and he pulls out his pen and he signs on the line of the where the cosigner would sign. He signs on that line. Liyah Kesef, the Liyah Zav, Noom Hashem. Which is that Pasuk that we said, and normally it means, for me is the, is the silver, mine is the silver, mine is the gold, so says Hashem, but if you know anything about a star, when an aide signs a star, what does it say always at the end of a star, by, by the Tznaim, by Ksuva, Noom. Noom, Moshe ben Ripsvi Alevi, aide. That's what Noom is, the, like sign, the word to, to say in Hebrew, the word sign, you would say, Neum. So, Leah Kesev, Leah Zav, Neum Hashem. Ke'ilu, like, he was signing on behalf of the Rabbi Yisrael, the Rabbi Yisrael, who owns all the silver and all the gold in the world, the Rabbi Yisrael is the co-signer. He is the one, Neum Hashem. And he marches back happily, Eliezer does, to this wealthy Gvir, Wealthy Gvir like was curious, like who's the co-signer? And he sees that he had the rabbinish on post. He says, Come on, it's a joke. Don't make a fool out of me. Don't make a fool. You're signing Hashem's name. But then, like, all of a sudden, like this co-signer, the, the, I mean the, the, the wealthy Yid, he was like impressed in a way that you know it was a touching thing that he thought that the rabbinish would co-sign this loan. He says, you know what? It's a joke, but I'll play along with it, and I will give him the money. I'll lend him the money. So he takes out a thousand dollars from his safe. He gives it to Eliezer the Schlepper, and that's it. And he thought he'll never see that money again. He wasn't even planning on ever getting the money back, of course. But he was like impressed that Eliezer would even think of of signing the Rebbeinu name on it. 
The Gemara says that Stam that if you don't say when you'll repay the loan, it must be done before by a month. Month's time, that's when it's due. Within a month, a couple of days before the deadline, the secretary of this boss, of this rich Gavir, was sitting in by her desk, and in walks an old man, long white beard, and says, here's an envelope, please give this to the boss. It's the thousand dollars, the thousand rubles that he lent Eliezer the Schlepper. So, okay, the boss comes in after lunch, he says, did anyone call? No, did anyone, uh, anyone here to visit? Yeah, 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 there was an old man, long white beard, he gave you this envelope. And Eliezer, and, and this Kabir opens the envelope, sees a thousand rubles in there, and he almost faints. He never expected to get this money back, and he felt so bad that he was Mechayev Eliezer to go and probably borrow money from somebody else to pay him. He felt awful. And he went to Eliezer the Shlep. He says, I'm so sorry. You should know I never intended to really borrow this, to lend you the money. I really wanted to give it to you as tzedakah. I didn't, and you went and you had to borrow from somebody else to pay me. I, I, I feel awful. So Eliezer says, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Never, I never came to you all. I didn't repay you. I don't have the money like that. So they both were confused, like, what's going on? Where did the money come from? So they said, let's go to the Rebbe. So they went to Remendel of Rimenov, and they said, what's going on over here? They told him the whole story. They showed him the envelope. He took the envelope in his hand, and he kissed the envelope. And he said, don't you understand what happened over here? When Eliezer the Schlepper went, and he opened the Aaron, it made a very big tumult in Shemayim. The Rabbani Shalom saw the bitachin that he had, that he said that I could be your co-signer, that he trusted in me that I would be the co-signer. And when time came to return this loan from Shemayim, so everybody in Shemayim was tumbling, they wanted to be the ones to return the loan. Avraham Avinu wanted to do it, Yitzchak wanted to do it, Yaakov wanted to do it, Moshe wanted to do it, finally they decided Eliyahu Navi. He's always the messenger. He's going to be the one to return it. And he says, that was Eliyah and Navi that came, that brought that envelope. And had you, he said to the rich man, really believed with Amunah Shlema when, when he saw Liyak as of Liyazov, no Hashem, that the Rabbi Hashem Taka owns everything, and you believed in what was written there and didn't think it was such a joke, you would have been Zaycha to see Eliyah and Navi. And they say that this envelope was passed down for many diarists of Rebbe's from Remendel of Rimenov, that this is an envelope that came from Eliyahu Navi, that Eliyahu Navi's hands held, and it was a Messiah and Rimenov that this was his, this was a special envelope from Shemayim. This concept that the Rabbeinu Shalom owns everything, that we're, everything is on loan from the Rabbeinu Shalom, is something that's really very nagea for us to remember at all times, and it's a medrash mefurish. There's a medrash that says like this, there's a pasuk in Eiv that says, Mi hikti mani v'ashalim. The Rabbani Shalom is saying, who precedes me that I should owe him something? And the medrash goes on to say, Mi kiles lefanai. 
You think, oh, I had a good davening. The Rebbein Hashem is probably so grateful to me. So Rebbein Hashem says, you know how you were able to daven so nicely? I gave you the neshama to daven with. You don't get a standing ovation from me for davening. I was the one that preceded your davening. If you did something that preceded me, I'll thank you. I'll pay you back. But I preceded you. And the measure continues. You think when you're Mao, your son, that, ooh, the Rabbi Yisham has to give me Akar Satayv. I was Mamash Meiser Nefesh. I was Mao, my son, in the eighth day, and it hurt him. And who gave you the son to be Mao? You put up a maka, you put up a, a fence around your roof because that's a mitzvah in the Torah and it costs you money. Ooh, it's a big mitzvah. Who gave you the, the roof to put up a mic on? You put up mezuzahs. I spent a fortune buying mezuzahs by the cipher. Who gave you the house that you putting the mezuzah up? I gave you the house. You give carbonus to me. I gave you the behemoths. You took challah. I gave you the dough to be mafresh lechala. You gave peya, I gave you the sada, mamish, the, the medrash goes on and on and on. So many different things that the Rabbi Nishan precedes us with. And we think we, you know, we're big tzaddikim for doing stuff. You gave tzedakah, who gave you the money? It's all from the Rabbi Nishan. Whatever we do, it's really nothing that we do, kimat, is something that the Rabbi Nishan owes us for because he gave it to us. It's all from him. It's a gift from him. It's v'yikhuli truma. You're giving truma, but from whom? You're taking my money, my allowance that I gave you, and you're giving back a few dollars to me, and you, you deserve a yashakayach. Me ikti mani ve'ashalim, the Medrash says. Who preceded me that I will owe something to, says Rabbi Yisrael. Nobody. And it's, a, it's sort of like a, it's a wake-up call. It's a new outlook on life. We think when we do something good, when we learn well, and we daven well, and we give tzedakah generously, and we do chesed, we think that we are the world, you know, the Rabbi Shalom's gift to the world. But it's the exact opposite. Whatever we have, the ability that we have to do good, to give, to be on the giving side of the door, not on the receiving side of the door. To be able to sit and learn with a with a good a, a good cup and a nice yeshiva with heat and it's the rabbi giving us things. It's the opportunity that's presented by the rabbi to us. Not that we are presenting the rabbi with something that's you know that, that that's a complete gift to him. It's all a gift that we that we are giving to him. Not that he's giving that he's giving to us rather than we giving to him. There's a Maisel of the Chavetz Chaim. When the Chavetz Chaim was already a very old man, the Chavetz Chaim was a personality that, you know, it's hard to really ever evaluate the Chavetz Chaim's contribution to Kal Yisrael. The Chavetz Chaim was a person that changed, perhaps saved Kal Yisrael. It's not easy to say about Kemat anybody. In the last hundred years, there are a few that they saved Klal Yisrael. Imagine a world without the Chavetz Chaim. The Chavetz Chaim wrote the Mishnah Bura. The Chazanish writes about the Mishnah Bura that he's the Sanhedrin Agedayla. He's like the last word. He's the Pesach Achron, the Mishnah Bura, for everything. 
You know how much work went into writing the Mishnah Brura? Mishnah Brura was written, it wasn't written like, you know, in a, in a year. Mishnah Brura took over 20 years to write, and it wasn't stamped 20 years, you know, luxuriously. The Chavitz Chaim and his son, a lot of the, a lot of it was learned together with his son. They worked Yaimam Valayla for over 20 long, hard years, and it wasn't, they didn't have Eitzra Chachma to look up all the Paiskim Svarim were rare, they had to sometimes go and borrow and travel to find all the Svarim, all the Achreinim that are brought there. And the Chavetz Chaim's son, once, like, late at night, 3 o'clock in the morning, they were working on a very difficult halacha, I don't know what it was, but it was very, very teeth, and like, his son says, is anyone ever going to appreciate how much work went into writing this Mishnah Bura? Like, you know how much work went in? How many thousands, tens of thousands of man hours went into writing a Mishnah Bura? And the Chavetz Chaim says, we're not doing it for the world to appreciate us. We're doing it because Klai Yisrael needs it. This is what the Rabbi Yisrael wants. He wrote the Shemir Salashin. He wrote Kuntresim for, for soldiers in the army. He wrote on every single topic that he saw on need, Shmir Shabbos, and honesty in business, he wrote Kuntresim. He wrote open letters to Kla Yisrael, to be mazer them, to give them Musa, to give them Teichacha. The Chavetz Chaim was a once in a, in a, in a century, in two centuries, his tzitkos and his greatness and the stories, thousands of stories about the Chavetz Chaim. He was a person that shaped Kla Yisrael's destiny, single-handedly. And the Chavetz Chaim, when he was an old man, if I was the Chavetz Chaim, I'd say, boy, I gave the Rabbeinu Shalom a lot. I wrote the Chavetz Chaim, I wrote the Mishnabura, I wrote the Chavetz Chaim, Shemir Salashen, all these things. I, I, I saved Kla Yisrael. Somebody once heard the Chavetz Chaim saying to the Rabbeinu Shalom like this. says, Rabbeinu Shalom, how can I ever thank you? You gave me the opportunity, you gave me this chus to write the Mishnabura. You gave me this chus to write the Seber Chavetz Chaim, the Shmir Saloshen, the Bermayim Chayim. You gave me this chus to do whatever I did for Kla Yisrael. How could I ever repay you? Now let me do something for you. You did so much for me. Now what can I do back for you? That's the, that's the hashkafa that a person has to have. That's the outlook that we have to have to the Rebbein Shalom. You gave me so much. Whatever I'm doing, it's not my gift to you, it's your gift to me. Any opportunity that we have to dive and to learn, you gave me the neshama, you gave me the brain, you gave me the ability to have eyes to learn, to see, to read, to, to look at another yid and have compassion on him. You gave me the money to give tzedakah. Now what can I do for you? What's shayach for me to give back to you? Rapam. Zechitzadik Levracha, also one of those rare people that did so much for Klai Yisrael. He started, besides for being a, a Gain and a Rosh Hashiva and a, and, uh, you know, tremendous Mashpia and so many. He started in his later years an organization called Shuvu. In Eretz Yisrael, there was a phenomenon, the Russians, you know, the immigrants were coming into Eretz Yisrael. Many of them were taken and they were right away registered in, in the in the Israeli public school system and they had no shaykhs to Yiddishkeit. And Rapam, through people, very capable people in Eretz Israel, started this organization called Shuvu with tens of thousands of children, I believe, today enrolled in these schools all over Eretz Israel. Very successful. 
On the 10th anniversary dinner of Shuvu, the, the Rapam speaks. He was very sick. He had Yanamachla, I believe, and he was terrible. You see the pictures of him. And, you know, he looks off. I mean, he just, he, 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 he didn't live too much longer after that speech. It was his last speech to Shuvu, to the people that were gathered. He was the guest of honor. And also, he said the same Bart. He says to the Rabbani Shalom, he says, look at this chus that you gave me to start such an organization to save thousands of neshamas in Eretz Yisrael. How could I thank you? What can I do to thank you for what you've given me? You've given me that opportunity. Not that, oh, you know, Rabbani Shalom owes me, look what I did, I saved his neshama. No. You gave me the opportunity to do good in this world. It's all from you. Now what can I do to be matter type you? How can I repay you for all the typists that you enabled me to do? There's a popular song that they sing by Chasnas it became popular recently. It was actually the words were hanging up on the on the bulletin board by outside here by the elevator um, for for a long time. Just punked when I needed the actual nusach. Somebody had taken it down, so I had to like do research and try to get the words again. Um, I didn't remember where it was from either, but it turns out that Talmud of mine just uh, sent me that the the makar for it is it's it's there's a shir called shir hayichud which is said by some on Yom Kippur night, after Mayrev, um, there's a whole shear that some people say, some people don't say, but it's a, it's a very, very old, they're not sure who wrote it, I think it was either Rabbi Dachasid or Rabbi father of Shmuel. Anyway, it goes back many, 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 many hundreds of years. And on the further, it's broken up by days of the week, and on the Yom Rishon, the words go, and it's sort of excerpted, and there's words, you know, there's, there are lines that are skipped in the song, but I'm just going to stick to the song. And I'm not going to sing it, don't worry. Ki hir beisa taivais elai. You have been marbeh taivais to me. This is what we're saying to the Rabbani Shalom. You are marbeh so many taivais. You are so mative to us. Ki higdalta chastacha alai. You are you magnify, you're magdil, you're chesed, you're, you're kindness to me. You did so much good to me, says, says Klai Yisrael to the Rabbi Nishram. Exactly what we're saying, you do so much for us. Ma'ashivloch. What can I repay you? How can I possibly ever repay you for what you've done for me? V'hakol shaloch. Everything is yours. You own everything. So what am I giving back to you? I'm supposed to repay you with something? You, you own everything. Yours is the heavens. The whole earth is yours. The Revenisham owns everything. So what am I supposed to I'm going to give you tzedakah. I'm going to give you a carbon. I'm going to... Everything is yours. So what am I going to ever possibly repay you with? That's the... That's the heartfelt message that we're supposed to be feeling and sending to the Rabbani Shalom. I can't repay you. There's nothing to give you. And we are your nation and we are your flock. And we want to do good. We want to do your rutsin. We want to do your will. 
And I was thinking that, I think that the Pshat in this, you know, is the question unanswered? Says, is it just like leaving it as an open rhetorical question that it's impossible? Or is there an answer embedded in this, in this piyot? And I believe that the answer is there. The question stands, if everything is yours, if you own everything, so there, I can't repay you with anything. You're, the allowance is from you. The car is from you. The house is from you. The behemoths are from you. The, the neshama is from you. So what can I give you? There's one thing that I can give the Rabbi Nisham that he, Kaviyachal, does not have until I give it to him. The chafetzim The chafetz, the yearning, the pining, and the love, the will to do your will, to perform what you want us to do with a geshmak, with a chafetz, that's the one thing that I can give you back. I can't, what I give you physically, or what I, the maisa mitzvahs that I perform, that's because you give me the ability and the money to buy a house and put up mezuzahs and an arm on which to put its tefillin, and the money to buy the tefillin with, and the karbanis to buy, to buy the... But what I can give you through the process, what can be squeezed out of all of these maisim that I'm doing that ostensibly to serve you, but it's not really of any consequence because you own everything anyway and you give us that ability is the the feelings of emotional want and need and gishmat and love to do the Ratzon Hashem that's what the Rabbi Nisham gets out of it Rachmana Liba Bai all the Rabbi Nisham wants is our leif he has a stethoscope on our heart and he's constantly interested is our heart beating fast in order to do the mitzvah? When we put on the tefillin, are we excited about it? When we learn Torah, is it with a geshmak? When we daven, is there kavano? All of these things, that's the interest that the Rabbani Shalom has in what we're doing. The chafetz lasu v'tsaynecha is what counts. That's all we could give the Rabbani Shalom. Everything else is, is really of little consequence because it's all from him. If that boy going back to our mashal, when Yankala was asked by his father to give him the two dollars, the dollar fifty for the Pepsi, if he would have said to Top, of course, I want to get how Hashem, you're giving me the opportunity to buy you the soda, to treat you to have a soda for once in my life, I can repay you a little bit with a geschmack. You know how much nachas that would give the father? That's what a father wants. Whenever I used to ask my father, you know, what can I buy you for your birthday? A joke when I was a little kid. You know, he said, you know, what do you buy a father for his birthday? He gave you all the money. So what, he's buying himself a present. I should buy him a, you know, a, a, an expensive stereo system. Like, it's his money. It's a joke. He always told me, just write me a nice letter. Or, or draw me a nice birthday card. And that'll be my present. Because that's what a father wants. A father wants to see the lave. A father wants the geshmak from a son. The rotsen, the chefetz, lasen, rutsaynecha, that's what we give to our father. Our father wants to see that we are motivated, that we love him, that we're interested, and we do it with his rizos. If you look in the Mesot Sesharim by his rizos, he speaks about this. He says, he says, you have to understand, we can't repay the Rabbani Shalom for anything, so chach, at least do it with his rizos, do it with the geshmak. Because otherwise, we can never repay him. He gives us too much. 
I'm going to tell you today a gorgeous story, and this isn't a Baba Misa, it's not from one of these books. It's something that happened to me in this room, in this base madrash, exactly Kimat a year ago today. It's a real story. I don't remember the Bacha that it happened with. He might even be in this room. If he is, come over to me and remind me who you are. A year ago today, there was, it was Parshas Truma, and it was the Super Bowl. Not, it was Super Bowl Sunday. And I, I hope nobody remembers who played in the Super Bowl last year. I hope nobody remembers who played this year. But one of the teams in it was the Pittsburgh Steelers. And there was a Bachar in Yeshiva who was from Pittsburgh. And, uh, you know, I know that Steelers fan, pe- people living in Pittsburgh, they, they you know, they, they, they live and eat and breathe the Steelers. That's, that's their, that's their, I mean, I guess there's not much to do in Pittsburgh other than the Steelers, so you don't have much braver. But the Steelers are, so, you know, so he was passing by my table and I said, hey, you know, are you, uh, you're going to watch the Steelers today? You're going to, you know, it's Super Bowl Sunday. It's a, it's a big day. It's a Yamatavala Rabbanan. Like, you know, what, what do you, you know, what do you, you know, I, I guess you're going to watch the Super Bowl. Listen to what he told me. Bizal Lashen. Says, Rabbi, we just lane Parshas Truma. We just lane Parshas Truma. And Parshas Truma, it has about the Karbonis, about the Trumas, the Nadivas, Halev that Klai Yisrael had. And they brought to the Rabbi Yisrael and Kesef, and they brought Zav, and they brought Tcheles and Argaman. They're Menadev with whatever they had. They brought to the Rabbi Yisrael and whatever was special to them, they gave. And they gave in spades. They gave more than enough Whatever they could, they donated to the Bedek to the to the Makim Ashkina. He says, I don't have that much money. I don't have any money at all. I don't have Kesef to give the Rabbani Shalom. I don't have Zav to give the Rabbani Shalom. I don't have Tcheles. I don't have Argamon. I don't have things, material possessions with which to give the Rabbani Shalom. I don't have it. So I said to myself, what's my truma? What could I give to the Rabbani Shalom that counts? What could I contribute? What's my contribution to make to the Rabbani Shalom? Since I have one thing in my life that's special, that really, really I love, that's the Steelers. Says, that's, I, I grew up, that was it. Says, I made a cheshman. I'm going to take the Steelers, I'm going to take that one thing that I live for, and I'm going to give that to the Rabbi Nishayim. And during the Super Bowl, I'm going to sit and learn. I'm going to be menadev what I love to the Rabbi Nishayim. V'chafetzim l'asa That's a truma. That's the pshat of truma. The Rabbi Nishayim doesn't want our kesev and our zav. He asks for that, but that's not what... He really, really wants. He has that. Liyak has of Liyak of the Mashiach. The Rabbani Shalom could have sent down with the Mun. Just like he sent down the rubies and all the Medrashim. He could have sent down all of the supplies to build the Mishkan with instructions and directions and everything. It could have been ready-made. The Mikdash Shlishi, the Bayesh Shlishi is going to be, is going to come down. Rashi says in Sukkah, it's going to come down. Bono Yom It's going to be a complete 
We're not going to have to pick up a hammer. Everything's going to be done for us. The Rebbein Shalom could have done that with the Mishkan also. You know what the Rebbein Shalom wanted really when he was Mitzvah and Meisha Rabbeinu to Mitzvah Klai Yisrael to build a Mishkan for him? He wanted the Steelers. He wanted our Nadivas Halev take what's special to you and the Chayfets, the Ratzin, run to the Rabbein Shalom, run to the Gizbar and give what you really want for yourself. Give that up for the Rabbein Shalom with love with excitement, with passion. That's your Nadiva Saleh. That's what the Rabbi Yisrael wants. The Ava, the Pasuk and Shir Hashim says about the, Mish- the Mishkan and the Mikdash, Toichai Ratzav Ava Mikdash Yerushalayim. The whole Ritzvah, Ratzav Ava, the Ritzvah, the floor, the foundation of the whole Mishkan, of the whole base of Mikdash is Ava. It's the Nadivas Halev, the contribution of the heart, the squeezing out of every ounce of love for the Rabbi Shalom and dedicating that to him. That's all we could give the Rabbi Shalom, and that's what it took to build a Mishkan. What can I give you? Don't you understand? Everything is yours. What can I give you? There's one thing that I can give you. The recognition we are your people. We're your nation. We are your flock. And we want one thing, and that's to serve you with a chayfetz, with a gishmak. That's all we could give you. We have ava, we have our lave. That we could give you. And that's what the Rabbi Shalom was testing us with. The nadivas halev, the v'yikhuli chuma. There's one other thing that we give the Rabbi Nishalam besides Ava. We give the Rabbi Nishalam Yira. Hakol bide shamayim, says Chazal, chutz miyira shamayim. Everything the Rabbi Nishalam has in life, in the world, he has everything. There's one thing he can't have, that's yira shamayim. He can't put a gun to your head and make you have yira shamayim. It's got to come from you. It's only special if you have the awe and the reverence and the fear and the trepidation of the Rabbi Shalom. That's something that you can produce on your own, just like that chayfetz, the Ava on one side and the Yira on the other side. Those are the two things that the Rabbi Shalom Kaviachal does not have. There's a great part from the Gra. The Gra says in his Gemara that Ein the only thing that the Rabbi Shalom has in his storage house, in his, in his safe deposit box, in the bank, what, do you, what does he store in the safe deposit box? If I would have a safe deposit, I'd put like the deed to my house, and let's say, you know, a gold watch, and some jewelry, and cash, stock certificates. What is in the Rabbi Shalom's safe deposit box? Chazal say Yerushalayim. He keeps Yerushalayim in there. So the Gras says, why? Why is why that of all things? So he says, because what do you keep in your safe deposit box? Does anyone like put sand in their safe deposit box? Why, why would I put sand in there? I have as much of it as I want. I can go to the beach and take tons of sand. Why would I put, you know, waste the precious space in my safe deposit box to put sand? You put there things that are valuable. I only have one deed to my house. I only have one gold watch. I only have, uh, you know, these shares of stock, so that's I'm, I'm going to put there what I what I need and what's rare to me. For the Rebbeinu Shlom to fill up his eitzer with 
kesef, with zahav, with stock certificates, with 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 tchotchkes. He has everything. Liyak kesef, liyak zahav. He has everything. He doesn't. He wouldn't waste his precious space. That's like putting sand in there. Why would he want to do that? You put the one thing that you don't have, that you really want. That's what you keep in your safe deposit box. That's why the Rebbein Hashem takes the one thing, the Yerushalayim, and he puts it there. We have Avon, we have Yira to contribute to the Rebbein Hashem, and that's it. And then the Pasuk goes on and speaks about all the emotion that you have to give the Rebbein Hashem. That's all we have. That's all that's expected of us because that's all the Rebbein Hashem needs from us. He needs our heart. He needs the Ava pumping in our heart. He needs the year of pumping in our heart. And that's the contribution that we give to the Rabbi Nisham, And that is the true mark for the Mishkan. I saw this week, we're learning, by Musa say the learning Ali Shur. The Ali Shur brings a murder of Zaira Kaddish. The Zaira Kaddish says a few words, precious words. Ava the Yira the love and fear, hein train Godfin de parchin They are the two wings that allow something to soar. The two wings that we have to allow us to soar in life is Ava on one hand and Yira on the other hand. Without Ava, the bird is not going to take off. Without Yira, the bird is not. The Ava and the Yira have to both be there. And Revolver says that that was what was evident at the Mishkan. The Mishkan was something that had an equal dose of Ava and Yira. There was Ava, like we spoke. There was a Chefetz. People came with a Geshmach. They were menaded from the lay, from the heart. The Makhim that the Shechina is in the heart. They gave that up to the Rabbi Nishayim. They gave it with a Geshmach, with a Chefetz, last of Sinai. There was plenty of Ava in the building of the Mishkan. There was year on the building of the Mishkan. Kasher Tzivay Say Moshe. If you go to Parashat Pekude, you'll find dozens of times he built the Aran Kasher Tzivay Say Kasher Tzivay Shem Es Moshe Kain Asu. He built the Mizbeach Kasher Tzivay Shem Kain Asu. The Menorah, etc., etc. One after another, everything was just like the Rebbe Nishlam commanded. It had to be perfect. If the Mizbeach was not a perfect square, if there were, if the corners were not right angles, if they were curved, if they were rounded, puzzle. It had to be exactly as the Rabbi Nishayim prescribed to the T. That's Yerushalayim, says Rabbi. There was Ava and there was Yira at the same time in the Mishkan, and that's why the Mishkan was able to take flight. The reason why the Mishkan, the Makkam, the Mother Ashkina was able to soar, to take off, to be a place that the Shechina was comfortable in, to be a place that Klai Yisrael steigt through, was because it had an equal portion of Ava and Yira from Klai Yisrael. And I believe that it fits so perfectly with what we're saying because we're speaking in Parshas Truma. And that boy that asks me about by the Super Bowl or told me, what's my Truma? That's not a, a question circa 2011. That's a question that's been haunting Klai Yisrael from time immemorial. What can I contribute to you? What is it, Shaykh, for me to give you that you don't have? Zav, that's what you need. Kesef, Tcheles, Argaman, you have that galore. 
the one thing, the two things that we can contribute, says Klai Yisrael to the Rabbi Shalom, in this week's parasha, and in, throughout the history of Klai Yisrael since, we can give you our hearts. We can give you the love that we have for you, the geschmack that we have to give you, and the yira. The two things, the ava and the yira, is what we infuse in our mishkan, in our daily life, in our daily avedis Hashem. That's what we give the Rabbi Shalom. And only when we have a real heart, a Yiddish, a Jewish heart that breathes and pumps Avon, Yira, at the same time, are we able to have those two wings that are able to parchim that can take us higher and higher in our Avedis Hashem, our ability to steig, if we feel sometimes that we're in a rut and we're not steiging, we're not growing anymore spiritually like we were when we were younger, let's say. And it's a straw, wherever it was, and we really, really steig, it's because we don't have the proper Ava and Yira anymore. And the more that we work on being, making our hearts human and close to the Rebbeinah to do with his Rizos, to do with the Geshmak, the Avedis Hashem, then we can continue our spiritual Elevation, climbing rung by rung, the flight to get closer to the Rabbi Shalom, to give him Nachas Ruach, to be able to be an Ebed Hashem, like the Rabbi Shalom envisions us to be, that's to the Nadivas Halev of building our Mishkan L'Shem with Ava, with Yiro, with the Shtei Gadfin, the Parachim Ha'ewa.